0: Hey, what's up? Hello, I'm Essence, in case you didn't know, and welcome back to the podcast. So, like I said last week, I promised that I was back and back on my game and I would be filming regularly again, and here we are, the very next week, filming a podcast. Look at me go. <laughs> um, I don't really have much to say about this one, not a lot to catch you guys up on. Um, I've been... Let me throw this in at the beginning. I've been more active recently on my other social medias, um, on my Instagram, which is two underscores, S-N-S with an extra E on the end, um, my TikTok under the same name. I'm posting more videos, which is under the same name as my podcast on YouTube. Um, I've really taken the time to step back, evaluate my content, evaluate what I do and do not want to be putting out into the world. and. I think I'm ready for a major comeback. Well, I won't say major, but for a comeback. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm not gonna babble on for 30 minutes like I normally do at the beginning of these. Let's jump right in. Okay, so I wanted to do something just a little bit lighter and a little bit more fun this week compared to last week's episode. Um, And I'm gonna do things I wish I knew before I turned 22 um would this have been a cooler video (laughs) closer to my birthday yes it would have been but as we all know my mental health and my physical health were not allowing me to do that so here we are almost six months after my birthday so i've had six months to be 22 let's see july august september october november december january february Um, yeah, so if you count July, July, August, September, October, November, December, January. Wait. Oh, yeah, okay, duh. (laughs) Duh. So from January to June is six months, and then July to December is six months. That is just me not being able to do... Basic math. Oh my god, okay. I'm not even gonna cut that out. I'm just gonna keep it in because dear Lord help me. It's four AM guys, so sorry. So yeah, it's been six months. I've been 22 for going on eight months now, seven full months. Um, and I did write out a list of topics and things I wanted to know or to talk about. So The first thing I wish I knew before I turned 22 is, it's okay to not go to university immediately. Stay home and do your basics if you can. If there was one thing I could go back and tell my younger self, my fresh out of high school self, it is that I did not have to go away to college immediately. I could have stayed home and gone to our local community college, or even to my university, but their smaller branch location, closer to my house, I could have lived at home for an extra year, saved some money. (laughs) Um, and then after having more time to develop independently outside of high school, um, then go off to college i think i would have felt more ready um in my own personal situation i was still 17 when i graduated high school so i graduated high school in may of 2016 i did not turn 18 until july of 2016 and then i left for college two weeks after turning 18. (laughs) so my time of being you know like a legal in the state of the law or the in the what in the eyes of the law um of being 18 before leaving for college was only two weeks and my family is very much a education focused education driven family so as long as I you know, was still in school, it was never required for me to have a job. Um, <clears throat> and I know that that's a luxury that a lot of people do not have. And trust me, I quickly realized that once I got to college um, because that is not a luxury I had in university. Um, but I did have that luxury in high school, um, as did all of my siblings, all of my cousins. Um, you know, that's just, how it was for my family they would take care of us basically as long as we were in school and you know getting good grades and my brother was in sports i did cheer for a little while and then i went completely left away from that and did other things um, but when i got to college at first i was roommates with my very bestest friend um you know we've been friends since we were in elementary school we're still friends now love her um but she did not come from a family with the same outlook on working in school not that education wasn't important to them or isn't important to them it definitely is but she started working you know when we were still in high school when we were 16 um she comes from a bigger family than I do sibling wise and like household wise so you know she had been taking care of herself very independently um for a lot longer than I have and or had and so there was a lot of things I had her she had to teach me like I knew the basics I knew how to like make my bed and like I know how to do dishes and how to sweep a floor but I didn't know how to do laundry my saint of a grandmother and mom um do the laundry for everyone in the house every week so i would never done my own laundry and they do it like every two to three days so i always had like fresh new clothes to wear never really even thought about it like they would wash it fold it put it away for me (laughs) um and looking back that's so ridiculous (laughs) the more that i think about it and i know that i was very very spoiled in that aspect but i so i didn't know how to do any of that and then i got a job um i got a job like my first week on campus i was working before um my brother's birthday which is september 12th um so i did start working almost immediately and when i tell you guys i got that first paycheck and was just completely baffled at the amount <laughs> I was like is what <laughs> like I've been standing on my feet for eight hours straight every day and going to class and doing homework and you know going to the gym and cleaning and doing my own laundry and this is all the money that I'm gonna get not worth it <laughs> um and I think if I had stayed home for you know, like a year or, you know, just as long as it would take me to do my basics, um, take my basic courses at my local college or whatever, I would have been working for sure. Um, not that my family would have made me, but I definitely would have wanted to. Um, and, and I was already doing like YouTube and blogging and stuff at this time and it, but it wasn't making me the amount of money (laughs) that it makes me now for me to be able to do that solely like i do currently like that's currently my sole source of income and it was not at the time um to be able to support the lifestyle that my family had set me up with um outside of that outside of the like money and responsibility aspect i was one of those kids who was labeled gifted and talented at a very young age Um, I know that those labels to a lot of people don't mean anything and I'm not really one to brag on myself often, but I feel like in this case, I'm going to brag on myself a little. I've never been, I've always just been very naturally blessed. I'll say in the academics area, everything, every subject has always come really easy to me. I've always gotten good grades, very easy. I've never, you know, like studied for test or anything like that, um, even, like, standardized testing, like, the ACT and AP test, never studied, never even panicked about taking them and still got, you know, like, above average grades all the way from, like, elementary school on through my senior year of high school, um, so when I got to college and I had to study and things were moving, at a at the pace that my brain needed so the issue with being labeled gifted and talented and always being pushed above your peers is that you feel that the classes that you're in move too slow for you or that we spend too much time on one topic and so that kind of allows you to not have to study because you you grasped the concept on the first day And then you go over it continuously for the next couple days and that is your studying when you move at a pace like that college doesn't work like that on we'll cover one whole topic on tuesday and when i return to your class on thursday we're on to something completely different which i do love but was not used to and that meant that i had to study and go back and look at what we talked about on tuesday and look about what we talked about on thursday and you know, do all the other stuff that comes along with college and the workload. And I was not used to that. I had no study skills. I didn't know how to study. I didn't know really how to take notes. I was, I was the girl like writing everything on the slide. Like that's how you just take notes. You just write down everything that's on the slide. Like, no, that's, well, for me, that's ineffective, um, not efficient. And I didn't know that. And I think if I had stayed home, I would have been able to figure that out and wouldn't have felt so lost at university. So I tell everyone, um, if they feel like they should stay home, then stay home. If you don't think you're ready, then don't be ready. Don't force yourself to be ready if you're not. And to younger me, I know I can't go back and change it, but homegirl, you should have stayed home. Um, I mean, obviously I adjusted and I figured it out, but there was a lot of trial and error and ups and downs. And I just think it would have been easier on me. I would have saved myself a lot of crying breakdowns. I would have saved my mom and my sister and my family. I'm going to listen to me cry and break down because I felt like I was disappointing them and I wasn't doing good enough, even though I was doing fine. My grades were fine. Everything was fine. Um, everything was fine except for my physical health, which was affecting my mental health, which also. I don't i think if i had stayed home that i would have went through that at home and maybe would have been able to get to the point where i'm at now sooner so but that's life you can't really you know dwell anyways i talked about this topic for way too long and i don't think i really said anything um so the next thing i have written down is and i'm glad that this is right after because i kind of touched on it being an adult is expensive not everyone will get the luxury of not working in college boy oh boy oh boy is being an adult expensive did i know that absolutely not did i have an idea yes i mean obviously i knew that my parents and my family paid for things and i kind of knew that groceries were expensive and that stuff was expensive but i did not realize how expensive car insurance is or how expensive a car payment is and when you have to do both at the same time like I was when I bought my first car my parents um I bought my first car let's just say that I don't want to get too into that but when I bought my own car on my own with my own money I was like at first I was like okay I have three hundred dollars that's enough for a down payment and my granddad was like (laughs) no it's not and I was like, oh, okay, well, like how much do I need for a down payment? And he was like, well, it depends on what type of car you want. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I saved and I saved and I saved and I worked all summer long. And I finally had a um, $1,000 saved up to put down for a down payment. That wasn't all the money I had, but I had that much saved to um, put a down payment down. And this was in that period where I was still under contract with my um old management team but not making new content so I wasn't getting that, you know, like influencer um money inflow. So I um saved the money up, um, and I went to the dealerships and we looked at a bunch of different cars and I was like, okay I like picked the one that I wanted, test drove it, fell in love with her wanted her really really bad um and so me and my mom you know we went to the dealership and we're talking to the guy and I had this was when I was an RA so I had a job and I still had some like residual money coming in from you know deals that I couldn't get out of and like things that I was still obligated to do even though I wasn't creating independent or new content at the time um and so I could afford I had a set number in my head of how much I was willing to spend in total for insurance and car payments and the guy at the dealership basically said I won't sell this car to you because I don't believe you can pay for it and I was upset (laughs) um and so you know I had to like go through the whole ordeal of getting a loan and a co-signer my granddad shout out to him because he is the ultimate goat um you know he co-signed for me and I got the loan and i got the car and i got the insurance and i paid off my car two years early it was supposed to be a like a three year thing like three years of monthly payments i made monthly payments for not even a full year i got my car in october of 2019 and i paid it off fully in june of 2020 so to the car dealer who and this is not the (laughs) that is such a tangent that is not the point that was me just being petty and vindictive about someone telling me that i couldn't afford it the point of what i want to say is it is expensive and i realized that that last little spiel i just went on was very very tone deaf because not everyone is gonna have a granddad who can co-sign for them not everyone is going to have the luxury of being able to have the blessings and opportunities that i've had not everyone at my age makes the amount of money that i do from things like partnerships with amazon and the podcast and the videos and instant and you know like Wow. I need to check my own privilege at the door with that one. Um, when I wrote that down, what I meant was I was not prepared for what I was not prepared to pay for the lifestyle that I had been given (laughs) growing up. I was not aware of how much it cost to buy groceries, and that there was a significant price difference between Fiji water bottles and Nestle Pure Life water bottles, and how expensive laundry detergent was, and how often I was going to have to put gas in my car. Keep in mind, I had never pumped my own gas, even for the first like six months of having my own car. I did not pump my own gas one of my friends would do it for me i would pay for it but i had never done it myself gas is expensive and you have to do it quite often my car is very good on gas shout out to her um but like even simple things like i would want to like get new clothes or get new shoes and now that i was paying for it on my own i couldn't get new clothes as often as i wanted to i couldn't get new shoes as often as i wanted to um even simple stuff like buying decor for my dorm was so expensive and i just had literally no idea growing up that it was such a dent in your pocket um yeah so i'm gonna derail from this topic because i feel like I'm starting to sound very 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 unrelatable so three changing your major is okay do what you love when I started college I was a early childhood no <laughs> get it together when I started college I was a elementary education major with a focus in sped and A minor in psychology I hated it (laughs) I did not like the age group I did not like the classes I didn't like when I went in to do my first round of observations I was so so unhappy because as much as I love kids I could not connect with them at that age I just wasn't it wasn't filling my heart with joy And I preach this all the time to my friends and loved ones and just people that I know. If something is not filling your heart with joy, if a space, if the space that you are not, that you are in is not making you happy, if you have outgrown an area, leave it. And I was so unhappy. And so I talked to my advisor about it. I you know I, I stuck with it for the first year of being L. ed and after two semesters i just knew that, that wasn't for me and so i spoke to my advisor about not even a specific major but what it was that i wanted to do i knew that i still wanted to work with kids but i knew that i wanted to work with them younger like i was like i you know like i want to work with like toddlers and preschool aged kids and younger if need be i was like i don't want to work in a daycare. like i don't want to be a daycare worker i do want to be an educator but i don't want to be led i was like and i know that i don't want to work with like middle school and high school because i don't want to be i don't want to um specify a specific subject i was like and i really would like to be sped um special education but You don't offer an independent SPED major. I was like, so I don't know what to do. Like, I know that this is where my heart is leading me and I know what my end goal is, but I just feel so lost in L.E.D. And she said, okay, so you want to be IEC? And I said, huh, I want to be ICE? No. (laughs) And she said, and she laughed and she was like, no, you want to do early childhood education. And I said, well, yeah, but I don't want to be elementary school. And she said, no, this would focus on kids from birth to preschool age. And you would be the I is for interdisciplinary, which means you will teach all subjects, all domains, and that would be your degree. And that gets you that special education certificate and degree as well for your age group. And I was like, but what about psychology? I really love psych. I've loved all my psych classes. I don't want to drop it. And she said, okay, double major, honey. And when I say I, it was like a light bulb went off in my head and I was like, oh my God, like, oh my God, I can do that. I can double major and I can just change what I've been doing and she was like you know like the classes you've already taken won't hurt you like you know you've basically just taken your basics and your connection courses so you'll just she was like you'll still be in this building like because my college has like you know you have your college on your at your university she's like this will still be your college this will still be the building where most of your classes are um your advisor will still be here She was like it won't be me but it will still be in this office and you know you'll get a psych advisor and it'll be fine like it's not a big deal it was like the heavens opened up (laughs) and when i took my first iece class and did my first observations my heart filled up with joy and i was so in love and just enamored and I would talk to my mom about it all the time I would talk to my friends about it like I would leave class and be like excited to talk about what we had learned and it was one of the best decisions I'd ever made if I had stuck with my original major or plan I would be miserable and I would be wasting money because I would never use that degree or I would use the degree and I would be that teacher that Everyone's like, Oh, she doesn't really want to be here. Oh, she's in this for the money. It's not about the kids. And I never ever wanted to be that. And so I had to not be scared to change my major and follow my passion and my heart and what I knew was right for me. And I think so many people get stuck in these jobs and careers that they don't want to be in because they were scared to just make a change just make the change take the leap of faith even in college like has it pushed me back some years and i'm technically a little bit too old to still be in college yeah sure whatever do i care no do i i'm still young i'm only 22 i don't understand this fascination that people have with like graduating college at 21 graduating college at 22 you still have so much life ahead of you. You're still so young. You still, there is still so many things that you can do at 25. Your life does not have to start at 22. Your life does not have to start at 25. Your life starts when you decide that it does. And there's nothing that says that being in college is stopping your life from starting. I've met so many amazing people so many lifelong friends and connections through this path that i've been put on and i wouldn't want it any other way (laughs) so next topic i'm almost done we're flying through these today i only have two more no i have three more sorry so four titles don't matter it's okay not to be everyone's best friend This is one that I have toyed with the idea of since high school. I have never liked the term of best friend or the exclusivity that comes with best friend. I am a firm believer that you have multiple best friends for multiple situations like for myself like I said I do have my oldest and most dearest friend but I have other people that I call best friend I have other people that I'm like oh yeah that's my best friend and each of them are so special to me and so unique to me and our relationships are so different that I don't feel weird or like I'm betraying anyone by saying or doing that because I have you know with the initial friend that I was speaking of there are things that I go to her about there are moments and situations that I'm like you know this said friend would be great in this situation and they're who I need they're the shoulder I need to cry on right now and then there are other times and other situations where she would be completely useless to me (laughs) like she would have no idea what I'm talking about no idea how to help me would she still listen of course would she be able to help or offer any useful advice probably not and so i go to my other friend and even with that friend if neither one of them can do it i have another friend i have these bonds and connections that i've formed with people and i've had formed bonds and connections that i've lost with people i think that it's important to know that you don't have to be someone's best friend you can just be someone's friend you can be someone's close friend and it doesn't matter if you know you're not like oh we're best friends or any of the the other i don't even know what other terms people have like when they're like oh you're not my best friend you're my sister she's my best friend i think all of that is so superficial and self-pleasing it to me it comes down to if you didn't have that title would you still do the things that you're doing for that person if the answer is yes then you know that that is a genuine connection if the answer is no then why are you even surrounding yourself with this person same with relationships (laughs) I apologize because I wasn't sure if I was going to relate this to this or not. But yeah, I will. Same with relationships. I have never been one to get caught up on being labeled as someone's girlfriend or labeling someone as my boyfriend or whatever. I think that as long as the connection is there and you both have a mutual understanding of what is expected from you from the other person and what the other person expects wait as long as I know what is expected of me and I am clear in my expectations of you that's how I wanted to say that then we don't have to be so fussy about labeling it like and 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 even and i'll be very very candid with you guys even in my relationships or whatever that i get in i am always the one typically that's like you know we don't have to put a strong label on this just know that we have a connection we have a vibe and we have a thing going on and especially when it comes to sexual relationships i'm always just like you know if you meet someone else and you want to have sex with them let me know because I will stop having sex with you I don't I don't believe in like it's okay to be having sex with me and like six other people at the same time I think I that's just the germaphobe in me um but you know as long as you're open and honest with me then I will I won't you know like be upset or like do the most as people say um because of that you were honest, you were open, and that's what you wanted to do, so go do it. I'm not going to be the one to be like, oh my god, that was so, you know, like, it's whatever, like, we're chilling. And then if it comes to a point to where we know that we very exclusively only want to be with each other, we don't want to talk to anyone else, um, go on dates with anyone else, anything like that, then we can have a discussion on, putting a label on our relationship and saying that we are in a exclusive relationship. But I think that people get so caught up in the title that they move so fast into this is my boyfriend, this is my girlfriend, we are exclusive, etc. And you miss out on really getting to know that person and really forming bonds and connections and you know, knowing beforehand what's expected of me and what's expected of you and seeing how you act on those expectations are very telling of a relationship and I think it's very important to do that. And I think that's the way that I the reason why I operate in that regard. Okay, piggybacking off of that last topic that I just spoke about, we're gonna go into this next one. It is okay to want tradition old school and the familiarity of gender roles you can love your man and be a progressive woman i had this conversation with my guy best friend the other day and i had to add it to the list because i don't want to get backlash or hate for saying this i want a traditional marriage i want a traditional lifestyle i personally from watching the women in my life the relationships in my life and the ones that I think were you know strong and real true love and the relationships that I had modeled around me I want a traditional life with my husband and my family and my kids would now now let me explain what I mean there are certain aspects of old, old school, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes, (laughs) um, relationships that I think are important to still implement and to have, um, and just breaking that down further. So new age marriages or relationships or whatever, right? Um, and, and again, I don't mean this as I want to preface this so much. I don't mean this to be condescending or hateful to anyone's marriage life choices I fully 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 support independent women independent men independent families reversed gender roles reverse households however you want to run your life your family and your marriage is solely up to you but this is what I want for my life and something I wish I knew was okay Because there was a time where I felt like, and I, as much as I'm prefacing this, I feel like I still kind of have that fear that people would look at me as lesser for wanting this type of life and relationship. That's what I mean by I wish I knew it was okay. Anyways, so I had asked him, do you want a more traditional or modern, you know, life with your wife and when you're older when we're older we're older but you know what i mean in the future and he had said that you know he wanted a very 50 50 role like he wanted them both to work and both to pay bills and this guy friend is my um backup plan (laughs) you know everyone has like that friend that's like oh we're still both still single and unmarried when we're 30 we'll marry each other that's what he is to me i don't know if that would ever actually happen but we say that all the time and so we have these conversations sometimes (laughs) um But he was like, I was like, you know, like you wouldn't let me stay home, like be a be a home housewife and mom. And he was like, no, like you need to work like yada, yada, yada. Now, I would never be the type to not want to work. I want I'm working for this career, for this degree, Um, even if it's still I'm just doing YouTube and stuff like that, social media, whatever that leads to marketing at that point. I have worked for that. And I don't want to give that up just because I have a husband and a, and kids and a family. But I am very much, and again, modeling this after, I have an aunt, um, she has sadly passed away. She was my biological uncle's wife. Um, modeling this after their marriage, modeling it after my grandparents, modeling it after I have a great aunt and uncle uh, modeling it after them and just other relationships that I watched and witnessed growing up. I, I, (laughs) so again, I'm trying to find the right words to say this. I believe in the, a lot of the like biblical context of how a family should be run, as in like your husband is head of the household and not that he dictates all of my decisions, but that I look to, and even in my like dating relationships, I very much become the submissive one. I look to him for decisions as in like prime example. We, um, have been having a spider problem, so we had the Terminator come out and spray, and when we were calling around for prices, um, at the end of, you know, every talk or whatever, I noticed my mom and my grandma were like, okay, um, let me consult with my husband, and we'll call you back, and, you know, we'll get, we'll get to you. Um, or let me ask my husband what he thinks and we'll call back and schedule if, you know, this is what we choose to do. And even with like, smaller things, like we bought a Sam's Club membership the other day and it was very much like, okay, let me call my husband and see if he wants to do this one or this one. I very much am going to be a let me call my husband ass bitch. Like let me call my husband and make sure this is what we want to do together as a partnership not that like he makes my decisions for me like it's not like i'm gonna be like out shopping with my friends and i'm like okay let me call my husband before i buy this new dress like no i work i contribute to the money in this household if i want a new dress i can buy a new dress but if i want a new car i let me call my husband if I'm making a household purchase or something that is going to affect my household, let me call my husband. Um, Let me consult with my husband. Let's sit down together and make grocery lists. Let me make sure that I'm getting what you need and what you want. And we are on the same page with budgets and where we're spending our money and how we're spending our joint money. Because I do believe that his money is my money and my money is his money but also that some of that money is just my money and some of that money is just his money I definitely think I will be a three bank accounts (laughs) household um where we have money that we both an account that we both put money into but we have money that we keep separately for things like clothing shopping extracurricular activities stuff like that and you know, sometimes if you want to go on a date, you can pay out of his own money, not our joint account or I can pay like see and that's that's where I feel like I do break traditional stary- standards like I'm not above paying for a date. I'm not above buying gifts and tokens of appreciation or you know whatever for my significant other. But also again, a conversation that I had with said guy friend, like I want to, when I have young kids, especially, I want to be home with them. I wouldn't mind taking time off from teaching to be at home with my kids and spend their young lives with them. Once all my kids are school age, obviously I will go back to work. Um, but while I have, you know, one-year-olds, two-year-olds, babies, I want to be home with them. I want to be You know, I don't want to put them in daycare. I don't want to send them off to my mom, you know, to their grandparents every day or whatever the case may be, a babysitter, a nanny. Um, I want to be with them. I want to be the ones there. And I want to be the one like making breakfast and packing lunches and making dinners. Like even when I'm working, I want to be the one to come home and make dinner for my kids and my husband. I want to be the one who's up making them breakfast every morning. I want to be the one who's making lunches for both my kids and my husband and myself. Um, and on the, and we were on the topic of this and he was like, so what about, you know, like serving dinner? And I was like, oh, I definitely want to like make plates. Like I definitely want to, or not even want to, like, I'm just going to, you know, like make your plate. And he was like, that's so weird. Like I'm a grown man. I can make my own plate. And i was like well yeah but you know my grandma fixes my granddad's and when we're at family functions my aunts make them for my uncles and even now like i have gotten kind of used to just being like okay like to one of my brothers or one of the males in my family like what do you want to eat and i just make the plate and he was like that sounds so 1950s of you but it doesn't feel that way to me it feels like i'm just showing my love and appreciation for you and i'm just making you a plate and there's an episode of blackish um that you know with like what's that girl's name oh my god i can't even think of it but she's who's her mom tina turner no oh my god (laughs) with yari ashid and anthony um oh my god i'm butchering everyone's name and everything from blackish you know the original show to Grownish. anyways there's a scene where they're talking about fixing a man's plate and the grandmother or great-grandmother i'm not sure who she was um she would have been dre's grandma so great-grandmother was talking about how she would fix her husband's plate every day and she was like you know out in the world he's gonna get beat on and beat down especially for black men um it's hard she basically said it's hard enough out there in the world for him and he goes out there every day anyways to provide for this family to work and make sure that I'm taken care of and my kids are taken care of and that we have food in this house the very least I can do is make him a plate and it just kind of like solidified in me the ideals that I had around making my husband's plate and fixing plates for my kids or whatever. Now, when it comes to who should be served first, I do believe that honestly, I don't care because I am, again, I, not to push it on anyone, but I'm religious. I'm sure that I've made that known or it was obvious when I said in the biblical sense, I'm very religious. Um, so we definitely are like a pray before we eat family i intend to keep that with my own kids and and my own relationship and so no one's going to eat before anyone else anyways so for myself it doesn't really matter who gets served first because you're not eating before anyone else we will all eat at the same time so the debate of like should you serve your husband or your kids first i don't really care I think that in my mind, I would make kids' plates first just because it's smaller and it won't take as much. And once I have the kids' portions out of the way, then I can just kind of divvy up what's left between myself and my husband. So that's why that, or my partner or whatever, that's why that comes into mind. Um, but I put that on the list mostly because I think it's so, in this age that we're in, of. progressive feminism or whatever not just say that i'm not a feminist and that i don't support all the movements of women and whatever i just think that a lot of times people who do want tradition who do want or women who do want tradition and want these type of things or whatever want to be housewives want to be stay-at-home mommies want to cook and clean and do all that stuff do kind of get looked at as lesser um even on tiktok um (laughs) I'm too old to be on tiktok even on tiktok recently it's um a sound and oh my god i s- just saw it recently um but it was a video of a girl and she was doing her boyfriend's laundry and her friend was like making fun of her and the sound was basically like um saying that they're trapped or that they're locked away, or something like that, or it, I'm pretty sure it's trapped. Is the sound I actually okay? I just went and scrolled through my TikTok to find it, and the sound is like, You're a victim, you're a victim. And everyone in the comments was like, Oh my god, like I would never do that, like why is she doing that? And it was like, Slave, blah 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 blah, blah, blah. like it was a white girl, so, mm. anyways. <laughs> um and it it it, it's things like that that kind of get to me and i know that it's like i just sound trivial like complaining about this but it was something i wanted to put on the list and i don't know just kind of express my thoughts on um yeah so that's the last one that i have (laughs) for you guys um i know that i kind of started light and ended on some heavier topics but nothing too heavy this was all this supposed to be a fun light-hearted episode this is all in fun and this is all my personal opinion again it is things i wish i knew before 22 um come over to my instagram or facebook or tiktok and tell me some things that you wish you knew before you were 22 or before whatever age you are tell me some things you wish you knew before or tell me some things you wish you knew before 2021 um I'd love to hear your guys' comments and reactions and stuff like that. And so, it's now 5:16. I have a workout at 6:45, so I'm going to wrap this up so I can edit it and get it up for you guys as always. I love you guys so much. If you want to keep up with me, like I said in the beginning, my other social medias uh, my TikTok and Instagram are two underscores, essence with an extra E on the end. My YouTube is under the same name as the podcast. Um, yeah, I will see you guys next week.